Okay. Hello and welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today, we've got a very special pod. Joining me in quarantine is fan favorite Ian Dixon, and none other than a very special guest, Ben Arms. How you all doing? How is everyone? Oh, hey. <laughs> Hi. I'm still alive. Yeah. 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 I like that. It's good to be alive. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. None of us are dead. Um, that's not a given these days. So that's good. Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of that. I'm a pretty big fan of uh, life in general. So I'd like to maintain mm-hmm. it as much as possible. I Yeah. And I've done that, I feel like, my entire life um, is maintained living. I haven't stopped yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be, it'd be awkward to take a break. Just take a quick pause. I would prefer to take a break sometimes, but like I haven't done it. It's just been, it's like I'm almost addicted to life and to breath. Yeah, I feel that every day when I wake up. I'm like, man, I'm addicted to this shit. (laughs) This is like a, is this optimistic sounding or does this sound bad? Like, I can't tell. I can't read it. Talking about like morbid shit, like not being alive (laughs) or like loving life enough to not want to die. Is that what you mean? (laughs) Yeah, but also we're, we're addicted to life. Like in a good way is because oh, it kind of has a carpe diem feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's like awkward talking about life in a time like this, but I guess that's just because it's contextual. Yeah. You know, like if people listening to this years from now, they're going to be like wondering why it's such a heavy topic to be like, yeah, we're alive, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be weird for people looking back on the stuff that's that's like produced during this time, right? Like all the late night shows and everything. People are going to be like, why is everybody uh, like making these shitty iPhone uh, late night shows from their house or whatever? <laughs> that I don't understand because they can totally afford better equipment to like send to Conan or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that like, like a million dollar Conan production? going to know how to use yeah. that stuff though? I mean, come on. There's got to be a point and click. Yeah, good, 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 solid point, point and shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Get Conan the point and shoot. Like in mind, like there's kind of never been a better time for this, right? Like even 20 years ago, we couldn't do this pod right now, the way we are. Like we're so interconnected. Yeah, Uh, there'd be no way to talk about a pandemic 20 years ago. Yeah, imagine getting the letter that tells you you need to stay home for three weeks. <laughs> All right, you'd be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? I gotta, I gotta write a letter back." Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get some confirmation on this. The textbooks would be saying the U.S. Postal Service uh, is the number one uh, spreader of this pandemic because everyone was confused by the first letter they sent. Yeah, they tracked down the postman. They're like, "Is this real? Is this serious? Everybody, <laughs> hey, get back here!" <laughs> All these assholes licking their envelopes and sending them places. <laughs> like, damn it! It's the opposite thing that you need to do. I saw somebody do that uh, on Instagram. They were like, "Oh, while we're in this epidemic, let's uh, send letters, like old-fashioned letters, in the mail." Yeah, that's that seems like the opposite thing. Like, 
with all this technology, all this future, and that's what you decide to do in this situation? Yeah, I don't like that. Right? I'm not into that. I get letters all the time still, and I'm just like, who are these people? (laughs) (laughs) What what is this person? Some sort of, like, debt collector? What does that even mean? Yeah, and everything's so urgent all the time. They're always just like, (laughs) urgent, open now. (laughs) Like, well, there's a pandemic. Use the fucking snail mail, right? Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, I would be really upset if this happened. I'd be I'd be more upset if this happened 20 years ago, but I guess we do have a a wealth of information sharing to help us be safer and you know, living more practically in this way, I guess. Yeah. Like personally, I didn't even notice this was a big deal for a lot of people until like maybe a weekend when everyone started posting their quarantine updates and uh, all that. Yeah. Well, you like work from home anyway. This is my kind of first endeavor into that. And uh, it's, it's a different feel for sure. I kind of feel guilty all the time because like, (laughs) oh, that doesn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I'm at work and I'm not doing anything, I'm still at work. It's not like I'm getting away with anything. I'm like not where I want to be. Right. You're putting in the you're putting in the butt hours. Yeah. But at home. (laughs) Butt hours. I like that. (laughs) I'm here with my cats and I'm not doing anything productive and I I should be. and. Uh, so, so I'm I'm totally in that same boat. I'm just like mandated to work from home right now, and it is a super super drag. I like I I can work from home sometimes because I, I make videos for my job. So it's like mm-hmm. if I need to edit or something, you know, I can I can work from here to just do editing for a day or whatever. But just like being confined to my apartment all day is just hoof hoof. Yeah, it's a rough one. I mean, if you guys need tips. I've been doing this for a while. Yeah, what are your tips? What do you got? Well, first of all, if you're going to be working at home all day, make it like an entire 24-hour period where you allow yourself to work or not work. Just kind of ooze into working. Mm. Don't block it out. Make it just just a natural part of your life. Do everything at once. There are no divisions at home. Wow. That's the big one. I get that. Like you can kind of just spread your actual work day throughout the day and you just work when you need to. And then you take a break and do whatever if you need to and then get back to it later or whatever. Sometimes that means you're watching like all three Lord of the Rings movies in a row. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) All at the same time. You got a different different TVs. (laughs) You sync them up so that you can be like, okay, this is what they're in at this time period. This is what they're in at this 30 minutes in. Wow, Return of the King really did deserve that Oscar nod. Wait, why is Ian McKellen white now? I thought he was gray. (laughs) He's the only one with access to bleach in this universe. (laughs) Yeah, like he he didn't just become a new wizard. He just like went to like the salon. (laughs) At the very depths of Mordor, there's a laundromat. <laughs> Meanwhile, you also got uh, Dark Side of the Moon spinning. Right, exactly. So you can sync everything up. Yeah. Everything tells you to worship Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's like a Thursday for a work from home person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
finding the satanic messages when you sync all four of those properties together. No, but I like that. I like the concept though that you're that you're talking about. This is good, like work from home conceptual theory for me. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm I'm so in it. Like I never really worked at another place before. I kind of did. I had a job at a board game store for a while. And like for two months, I was in Office Depot. But that's the extent of my like working in an office life. So it's I feel like a like a like a what what do they call them? A hermit, like a little hermit monk, Mm -hmm. little uh, little hermit Wiseman when it comes to when it when it comes to this situation. So if, if oh, if any of our listeners need a tip on all this crap. Just email uh, hotforscottcast at gmail.com or go to thescottcast.com and email us there. See, when I do those plugs, it reminds us that we are in a podcast. That's good. That helps me stay grounded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a random applause. I love that. (laughs) That's such a good idea, having sound effects on a podcast. I oh I love the sound effects. They really uh, Ian, uh, you you kind of witnessed uh, Scott Cast. You, you definitely witnessed it. Go from no sound effects whatsoever. We kind of just went in dry, recorded yeah. our conversation, and then I started bringing in the sounds. The soundboard was like next level shit. <laughs> it's <was a> game changer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. like we're like rediscovering just radio. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like it's like a radio show. Yeah, you know, with big cash prizes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so keep listening, uh, everybody, because in, you know, probably 20 minutes or so, we're going to announce an amazing contest where you could win millions and millions of dollars, possibly. Wait, really? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> possibly. Possibly, <Not> though. <laughs> you know, it's... it's like that, uh, that's like the... um. That McMillions documentary. You hear about this? This HBO sh- uh, docuseries or whatever? Oh, is it like about how the Mc- McDonald's uh, Monopoly game is all rigged? Yeah. In yeah, favor of like, like a couple it. Florida people? Right, exactly. Yeah. So nobody ever had a shot at winning anything at the McDonald's uh, Monopoly thing ever. Yeah. All those Aside from like a, a small own. drink or... A fucking Big Mac or some shit. Right, yeah, you get some free food or something like that, yeah. Which is fine, yeah, as far good. as giveaway goes. <laughs> They're giving back a little bit, I guess. I think it's mostly like, when I would get those stickers, I would, I would, I would want to play just to play the game. I like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I want to own the property. I'm very capitalist by nature. It's... <laughs> I don't know why. I apologize to everyone every day. <laughs> but I liked the Monopoly game. And like, it is a little disappointing knowing that like I was being played a fool. Like I never needed the mm-hmm. money, but I did want the glory. And the fact it's that... It's a little world shattering. Yeah. How can I trust any of you? You never had isn't, a shot. Isn't that the real world though? <sighs> rigged systems. It was like life lessons from fucking McDonald's. It's oh like, my gosh. you thought you had a shot and fuck you. <laughs> Have a fry instead. <laughs> Why don't you get fat and dumb some more, bitch? It is a little insulting. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh a- no. 
<laughs> it's a little insulting that when you did win food, it was always like a small fry. Right. Yeah. Like, and it was always like nothing. from 12 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid want a small fryer. I get something from the back. There you go. Oh, you want some free shit, huh? <laughs> I'll give you some free shit. Tony, go out to the dumpster. <laughs> Dig around in there. See what we can get this kid for free. <laughs> Last week, we were running a special, if you know what I mean. I mean, get him some lunch meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, I got a great joke. Go to the grocery store. Get some lunch meat. Make him a proper sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you a homemade sandwich, kid. <laughs> That's what you win. <laughs> we here at this McDonald's. We don't believe in that scam. You don't like it? Talk to my manager. <laughs> oh, wait, I am the manager. Oh, no. <laughs> There's so many of me. It's just—it's an experiment uh, by McDonald's making a franchise purely out of clones of this one New Jersey dude. Yeah, I can actually completely imagine that. Yeah, just all these guys having the exact same voice, making kids sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> when they ordered like chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, they just like make them cafeteria food. <laughs> well, you know, I think if I went to a McDonald's as a child and and like it was a bunch of like New Jersey people who were like, look, kid, this is the way the world really works. I know you came here to get yourself like a happy meal with a stupid toy in it and some trash food. But listen, your body needs nutrients. Your body needs fresh food. All this, all this preservatives that this franchise is made out of. Look, we got the contracts right here. They list it down for me. <laughs> this is like the most transparent McDonald's ever. <laughs> really lay it all out on the line. Yeah. Like, we got the contracts. This is what's in your food. And somehow That'd they nice. still make money. It's like we just, you just give them like a $20 bill being like, hey, well, thanks. Maybe they, maybe they become the most profitable McDonald's because they're so loyal and, and easygoing with their customers. So people trust them. When they play the Monopoly game, they're just like, put those stickers away. And then they yeah. bring out a board game and they resurrect your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and you're playing Monopoly at this mcdonald's with good so food it's like a ouija board instead of a monopoly board <laughs> this is like a stephen king optimistic mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> stephen king optimistic mcdonald's <laughs> this is an episode title already i like, oh, I like that <laughs> so yeah, it's in maine for sure your grandpa. yeah in maine <laughs> There oh, might man. be like a naked old lady in the bathroom that comes out and tries to hug oh, you. Yeah. Like some shining stuff. Yeah. But you like it in this book because it's optimistic. Whoever's cooking the food is definitely going to get an axe to the chest. All right. It's, it's like an entire experience, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I could see this happening. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's like Fantasy Island. And then it, and then it just delves into... The depravity and the murder. Unless you really mm -hmm. like killing people. And that's occasion, like that's part of it. Yeah. And the worst part is, is that you think this place is super genuine and authentic to Stephen King's vision. 
but then you find out that it's really like a theme park, right? <laughs> and they're recording everything. So it actually is a reality show, like a prank show, where people think they're going into a McDonald's, but it's actually a Stephen King-themed McDonald's. <laughs> and it's a reality show, so they're yeah. filming everybody's reactions, and it's like punked. And then Jay Wow comes out to reveal it to you, and it's like the ultimate dude <laughs> sucker punch. Man, I love the Jersey Shore. Do you? I did. You did? You, you did you actually watch the Jersey Shore? I only oh, saw yeah. media coverage of the Jersey Shore. Oh no, I watched. I watched the entire first season of the Jersey Shore while it was airing. Okay, so you just discovered it, and you were like, "Wow, this is some. Yeah. Cap- this is some uh, captivating." Uh, TV. It was very captivating. Yeah, it was so extra and crazy, and I, I just didn't know any better. But I was highly entertained by it. How old mm-hmm. were you during this? Man, that's a good question. I probably, I think I was at least in either junior high or high school, probably when when the first season aired. So I was like a teenager still. Okay, so you like still looked up to these people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was really like what I was trying to aspire to. I was like, one day I'm going to be on a reality show like this. I can do this. This is easy. <laughs> yeah, they were big role models for me back in the day. Did, did you ever like apply to a reality show after that or like anything like that? Because you are working in like a video and you do your YouTube channel. You're a personality of sorts. Have you ever tried to... Uh, I never I never applied for a reality show, but I have always had the fantasy of editing a reality show because <laughs> I think that that would be really fun. That and would... I have I've been dangerously close to having an opportunity to edit like a independent amateur reality show in Detroit uh, a while back. <laughs> but it fell through okay. for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's just because it wasn't legit. And uh, yeah, amateur reality show just sounds like red flags. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think you, know, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere, right? <laughs> like independent movies or whatever, they get credibility at Sundance or whatever. You, you know, mm-hmm. you got a good idea for a reality show. It's like you got to create the proof of concept to show people that it has potential. Well, that's true. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So you're like making uh, you'd be making like uh, demos of like the concept to see how it would work. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, that's what I was, that's what I was apparently going to be in line for. And it was like some really like exploitative Detroit based reality show, I think centering around like a bunch of people just acting super crazy. But I was into that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I wanted wanted to be a part of that. I was like, yeah, I want want to edit this. Give me, give me, give me the footage. I mean, I imagine something like that would be really boring, though, right? Because they're basically going to be filming for hours and hours and hours on end. And then you have to comb through like 20, 30 hours and condense it to 20 minutes of uh, sellable material. Well, that's like what I was excited about, honestly, (laughs) because (laughs) because I kind of relish in... um, uh, like going through lots of footage to try to put something together that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I find that to be like a really interesting challenge. And, and I like the idea that reality shows are really made in the edit. 
because they film so much. And that's why reality shows, they always have like the perfect moments and the most dramatic things because part of it on like big reality shows, like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they're like pre-setting scenes for like dialogue and stuff to take place in, which is why the audio and the lighting and all those shows is super good is because it's actually highly produced, right? So they have a little bit more of a format, but the idea of editing like an amateur reality show where almost anything could happen and and they're probably not thinking too hard about where the plot is going aside from the fact that they're just interesting characters on screen. I was like, yeah, I can really work with that. I can like make something, you know, crazy out of that or something, you know. I had big ideas a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Now not so much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now you're just like I'm trying to make this quarantine video. I don't want to edit it much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that definitely I don't want to spend any time doing. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So I feel like there's a big opportunity here. You know, a kind of a meeting of a minds. Mm. Oh. You know, like if if your big aspiration is mm. taking a bunch of just bullshit and condensing it to something genius, well, yeah. me and Ian. You're in the right place, friend. (laughs) Oh, God. This is at least the hundredth hour of bullshit straight. (laughs) Yeah, we've already really, like, come up with a lot of ideas just in this conversation so far alone. (laughs) I think think doing that McDonald's, like, uh, setting up a fake McDonald's franchise and, uh, and, like, luring people into a Stephen King experience, that's a great unscripted show right there. That is absolutely a great unscripted show because no one would expect that to be a show. (laughs) They would just think it's just like a bad idea. (laughs) And it is. And it is, but we make it interesting and that is. I mean, there's... There used to be a McDonald's right here on Campo up the street. Oh, that's right. There's a shell of one. Just right... Yeah. I wonder... It can't be that expensive to just rent that out for like a weekend. (laughs) Although, do we want to do the scare the shit out of people McDonald's in Hamtramck, Detroit? Uh, Probably not. Mm, Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not the best Certainly not right now. (laughs) Especially in like the dilapidated... Like window crushed. We have a budget. I mean, that seems like an ideal place to have a Stephen King McDonald's if you're going to do one. Well, if we sell it as like a pop up, like art show or something like that. (laughs) Right. Or like, come experience this, you know, weekend only art show of Stephen King uh, running a McDonald's or something. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine if Stephen King made a McDonald's franchise. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. We don't have to wholly trick everybody. You know, we don't have to go for the practical joke route. Yeah, we we can be serious about it. Straight up. It's a Stephen King McDonald's. (laughs) We got to say it with a straight face, though. Yeah. And we probably got to fry some chicken. We probably have to make some food. Or I guess we can get the people, the actors that we get to play all the Stephen King characters to be real McDonald's employees. I thought we were going to make legit sandwiches for the kids, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we do real sandwiches. We do real style, like peanut butter and jelly or something. Yeah, we, we, I forgot we were luring everybody in with like proper treatment and, uh, yeah, and honesty, <laughs> nutrition, <laughs> nutrition and honesty, and <laughs> terms and agreements and McDonald's formula <laughs> recipes or whatever you were saying before. Yeah, the weird expose of McDonald's, even though they're licensing their shit to us. <laughs> 
poor yeah. decisions all around. That would be the best thing if we like had super nutritious meals and we're just real kind to everybody and McDonald's sued the fuck out of us. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's sues Stephen King themed McDonald's art show and Tramic. <laughs> Shitty Morgan Spurlock impersonators faced with heavy fines. <laughs> We all just dress like Morgan Spurlock. It's just like so many layers to it. There's no way to dig your way out of that. Imagine a headline like that happening like right now. You're right. seeing that in the news in the mix of all of the updates of the virus. It's like McDonald's sues fraud company of Morgan Spurlock impersonators over the Stephen King themed McDonald's. Business shut down. Absolutely not essential. <laughs> Don't know how this slipped. Non essential. <laughs> The loophole is like businesses formed after the decree, right? All fair game. <laughs> yeah, do any businesses like, is there any businesses starting now? I don't know of any people that have started businesses recently this year or anything like that. It would be a bad time. I'll sell, uh, like anything that requires foot traffic. Yeah. A news organization. Now, this is a great time. Mm hmm. A podcast, not so much. 20% across the board, apparently. Podcast downloads are sinking. Really? Oh, because people I would have thought the work? opposite, because everyone's home. Well, I guess people listen when they uh, commute, when huh? Out. Yeah, yeah, when they commute. Stuff like that. Yeah. Bas- yeah, that's basically <laughs> it, is the people who commute. Uh, they don't. <laughs> they don't then listen at home when... They can't listen. They only listen on the commute. Yeah. Now you're saying commute. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, it's an adapted, that, that? it's an adapted pronunciation of a word. Oh. Uh, because I couldn't figure out how to say it right for about the first 50 episodes. <laughs> and it was a oh. genuine problem. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. So it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's, I was doing a bit. <laughs> Were you doing a bit? I was doing a bit. I was doing a bit. All right. All right. I get that. Yeah. And But the bit's over now. No, I liked it. It was an okay bit. I'm going to remember the next time you say that. Commute? Commute. You should just say it that way. I think I'm we gonna, have uh, related t-shirts available in the Scottcast store. Oh, that's right. Uh, ben Arms, would you like to help us advertise? Yeah. Okay. We got a store. And it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Am I supposed to talk over this? Yeah. (laughs) Vibe, man. Just vibe with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, the Scottcast store, sir. Yo, the store is popping off. Yeah. Do you like t-shirts, Ben Arms? Merch. (laughs) Do you wear clothes, Ben Arms? Oh, I wear clothes sometimes. Oh, I definitely fucking wear clothes almost never. Oh, but if I did, I'd get them at the Scott Cast store. That's right, at thescottcast.com. Scottcast.com. That's my like robot. Uh, oh, okay. Watermark voice. We'll add some auto tune to you. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Ready? I'm gonna do it. Okay. Here's some auto tune promotion. All right. Scottcast.com. Oh! 
Boom. Hell yeah. Oh, we got a message. We're getting a message. Oh, shit. Scottcast. Thescottcast.com. That was the message. <laughs> that was the message? Thescottcast.com. <laughs> Who sent it? Uh, aliens. Oh. Or, well, you know they're out of this world. That's right. Unless they're shopping at thescottcast.com. Boom. I think you can get the internet in space. If you can't, that would suck hard. Isn't it like the Mars <laughs> rover? <laughs> Isn't that connected to the internet? It has to be, dude. I thought everything was connected yeah. to the internet. You're telling me there's not internet in space? There's got to be internet in space, because how do we get the pictures? They're not sending how are we supposed to? How are we supposed to live on Mars if there's not internet there? Yeah, like why would Elon Musk go to Mars if he can't tweet from there? He's got to make Mars like a like a Wi-Fi router or something like that or something. Like the entire planet is like a yeah, like make the whole planet internet. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, when you're on Mars, you get hella hot bars, right? Yeah, but, but then you also you can pick it up from Earth because it's like the biggest internet source in the entire universe. <laughs> The problem with that, Ben, what is if you make Mars like a like a Wi-Fi transmitter or whatever, mm-hmm. eventually it'll become outdated. Like our need for data is going to get more and more. And it's just going to be like the slowest thing. It's like this planet sized, outdated piece of technology just floating around like a piece of trash. I mean, you got to imagine that if at the point we can just make Mars an Internet source. We could probably do it to another planet, like a bigger planet, probably after that. Okay, but then we're just nine turn upgrades. The sun, we turn the sun into a giant Hugh Phillips light bulb. <laughs> so it never, we never have to worry about it going out or like exploding on us or anything. We just make it a, a Hugh bulb and we set it to dim at certain hours of the day. And then come back <laughs> certain hours in the morning. And then Mars is Wi-Fi. And then we're set, dude. And then we use the Earth as, like, we rig the Earth out so crazy with tech that we literally just fly it around the solar system like a giant spaceship. And we just put internet on every planet. But, like, as a planet, like, going to yeah, the other as planets. The planet. Yeah, like, somebody's got to, like, fly the ship. Wow. What kind of job would that be? Like, you're flying an entire planet. Like, you're captain of existence. I mean, at that point, do you think anybody's really going to be in control? Be honest with me. Hmm, like maybe <laughs> like some AI biological being, like a, yeah, like some cell imbued with AI technology, like a like a Google cell. Yeah, exactly. Right, like nanotechnology. They've invented uh, like a living tissue, like a like a scientist from nothing has created life already. Mm-hmm. Damn, with uh, artificial intelligence? It, no, it's just a dumb piece of shit. Oh, they just made human tissue. They they made it wasn't even human. It was just like a like life. Oh, they made living tissue. Yeah, they just made living oh, tissue. Just the beginning, and they programmed it to like go to a cell and die or something. Just to- all right. Be be real with me. Where do you guys see this all going? We're probably gonna end up in a underground bunker. Hiding from the sun, uh, growing pale, mole-like, worshiping mm. some sort of singular deity, um, practicing science, of course, and subtly evolving into what we kind of see as 
aliens today and Illuminati. Basically, what those legends are, are people from the future who went underground to hide from the sun, uh, invented time travel, came back, and is trying to manipulate the current world's governments into slowing down the descent uh, of humanity. So that... So are you saying we're like just in an infinite loop or something? We're kind of in an infinite loop run by the Illuminati, which is just future human beings from yeah. a mole society that worships a podcast. Mm. I'm sorry, wait, where, where did the podcast part come into? Uh, that part's a bit too. Scott's, uh, <laughs> he's expounding in a, on an idea that I had, uh, what, 50 episodes ago now? Probably more than that. Yeah, like 75. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What is it? What's the idea? Is the idea that like there's mole people controlling the world? I I was thinking about um my own future, and I I am of a pretty pale complexion, as is my wife, and I was thinking about like uh the state of our environment and the direction that that's going, and how our offspring might fare if we were to have offspring, and I thought boy, this seems like a bad situation. And how could I, um, if I were to have kids, how could I justify like taking that step, knowing that they were doomed to destruction at the might of our son. And we came up with the idea of having a kind of pioneering an underground society. And then Scott added stuff about mole people and time loops and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) See? Oh, I see. Okay. So, so I guess with that theory, then he took over the idea and he was going to be like the dictator because he had this podcast that I was on. Oh, right. Right. So that's where the podcast worship comes in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get that. So wait, so wait, let me, let me just clarify some things then. So are you maybe suggesting if you and your wife start this underground mole society some point in the future Mm -hmm. that we could very well be the generation of people to see the loop happen? Like, do you think we're the generation that's going to get to the end of the, like the life cycle loop before People start going back and past into the multiverse. Uh, I would imagine it'd be a couple generations, probably yeah. at least three. But, but we would, I mean, but we would at least start it. That would be the uh, yeah. If we're thinking of like multiverses, that was that's like the the branch that starts that. Yeah, I definitely. Have, I have a very similar uh, random ass theory. Okay. Uh, and that is basically just where we all end up sort of in a matrix situation, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're all just kind of like used as a, a feeders for the machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like human because batteries. tech takes over. Yeah, we're human batteries turning human beings into this. You know, I could cool see that, man. Like with VR and stuff. Like if they can hack into yeah. my brain and just make me experience whatever. I mean, there's no, there's no way I'm not going to try it. Oh yeah, dude. That's what Elon Musk wants to do. He wants to do the uh, the freaking. Uh, he wants to put the internet in our heads, right? Like I could Google anything right now. Like I could give you the exact quote of what he said and what he meant, just by thinking about just it. Just by thinking about it, and just by being so, scary. Keeping things optimistic, 
maybe this whole coronavirus thing is really like nature telling us to take a step back and like, hey, let's detach yeah. for a moment and maybe we need to connect on a a more material level and not be attaching our brains to the internet. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, everyone is on the internet 24 yeah. seven, <laughs> like doing yeah, live like feeds. Uh, I'm worried that this, 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 uh, like living situation for so many people could possibly accelerate some kind of process like that. But I totally agree. I do feel like it, it does it, you know, it's, it's, Seems so random, but it does, you know, we're humans, so we're trying to rationalize things and thinking that this is like some kind of semi-divine intervention. You know, mm. I've heard people say in that sort of like, this is the earth sort of shaking off the the human virus or whatever like that, which is like, it's random. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, like, I don't want to subscribe to something like that just because of the fact that, you know, like, it's And honestly, so if, you, if you know me, you know, that's not... <laughs> That's not my vein of thinking. (laughs) I don't believe in divinity. And even if there was a divinity and like earth was like setting out to like kill humanity, like it would do a much better job than this is doing admittedly. Cause the earth is pretty powerful. It it can like Mm -hmm. bury us all in water in like a minute. If like the magma came up to a certain level or something, I'm no geologist. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure. It's no, I mean, great. like, we really, like, did this to ourselves, though, didn't we? The Chinese oh, thing? Yeah. The, 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 I mean, the coronavirus thing? Yeah. Well, whoa, whoa, oh, I have a, I have a little <laughs> thing I want to play because we're talking coronavirus. Oh, okay. And I want people to know that, okay, just in case they don't want coronavirus content, uh, just let them know that this is coming up. So we'll okay, talk a little bit good. more about it, but we got to introduce it with this. Get up, come on, get, get up, come on, get, get up, come on, download it, this sickness. Yeah, 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 look at this, I have a donkey here. There we go. What the fuck was that? <laughs> was that an, uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of mashup thing? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, posted a live tweet video, uh, <laughs> and he was saying, get down with the sickness, and then he showed off a donkey. <laughs> a real live donkey? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was looking at the pool. All right. Wow. You really dug deep for that one. Yeah. I wanted a nice, light, airy one. Yeah, that's good. I, that, that did make me smile. There we go. So there's Arnold Schwarzenegger introducing our little coronavirus topic, which <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about it like half the time we've been talking already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I feel like there's nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done talking about it now. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have rethought making it an intro. Be like, <laughs> that seems like the proper final word on that. Yeah. Yeah, really. Get down with the sickness. Oh, look, there's a donkey over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really honestly don't have much else to say about it i like i feel like i'm 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 so inundated with it on a daily basis now that's just you know on, on tuesday this week was the first day since all this started that i didn't get any active reminders of it and it was by far the best day that i've ever had that just because yeah. i wasn't it wasn't like uh, like weighing me down mentally because I was getting all these pings and and video chats and did you just you know, like text about it? Turn it turn it off or something, or was it just like no one was like ah fuck Ben? 
Yeah, I think everybody was just saying, fuck this guy. We're not going to check in with him. Like, he's probably fine. And so I just didn't hear from anybody all day. And it was just, it was actually amazing. I feel like when I wake up in the morning and I'm reminded of it, you know, intermittently throughout the day, it's just like, oh man, I almost just was, you know, just trying to get through the day without being super, you know, whatever, exhausted. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, once you get into that, like, flow of working at home and stuff like that, and it's, like, more easy going and, like, you're more attending to your focus rather than, like, some, like, why am I still here? Why am I at home? You know? Mm -hmm. Like, for me, like, I'm already in that zone, so it's, like, I'm pretty calm as a cucumber. But, uh, probably shouldn't be, but who knows? Um, But when I went outside today, because I had to deliver fan favorite Ian Dixon some supplies for the cast, I made it a mission uh, not to touch my face at all Mm -hmm. the entire time. Mostly, Did you wear a mask? No, I didn't wear a mask or anything. It was just a walk, but I did make it a mission not to touch my face, mostly to see how hard it was. Like, it wasn't like I was trying not to. I decided I'm not going to touch my face at all. And my face itched so bad. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, it was painful before I got to the end of my street and I still had like two miles to go. Like, I could not not itch, but I did it. I like willed my way through it. Like, there were times where my face, like my, like, like there was like a little part on my nose that was just like, I just need to get it. I just need to, I just need to, I just need to touch it with my finger just real quick, just like a real quick switch. And then it's done. It'll be gone. It's just a quick scratch. Just scratch it. Just have, but no, I had patience. I kept walking. If I directed my attention somewhere else, I could get rid of the scratch just by not thinking about it, but it flowed. And there were times I admit where I almost scratched my f- my hand was just hovering over my face like it's oh, just right there you could just you could just you could just get rid of it right now but you talking about this is like <laughs> making me scratch my nose <laughs> like just as you were describing it mentally i'm getting the idea that i have an itchy nose <laughs> and i just went to scratch my nose i'm like this is what he's fucking talking about exactly it's like when you're thinking about itching you're going to itch but you're going to itch damn you gotta abstain. Gotta abstain. I'm really bad about that. I really have, I'm bad about touching my face. I'm always like rubbing my eyes and shit because I'm just fucking tired all the time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's been a real, it's been a real difficulty for me trying not to touch my face as much. I think that's almost like impossible. So impossible. You gotta like mm-hmm. wear like Purell hands. Purell hands. Yeah. Like, like you just glop on Purell but you don't like rub it in. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so uncomfortable. And you're just rubbing that all over your face. (laughs) Well, it'll do one of two things. When you scratch, there won't be any germs or when you scratch, you'll learn never to scratch again. You know what people should do? They should uh, get some of those uh, like American Psycho Patrick Bateman face masks and just walk around wearing those so that way they don't have to worry about infecting themselves when they touch their face because they're just touching a fake skin layer. I like that. You know what I'm talking about? I like that. I was out fake skin mask. I almost uh, made a fake mask of my face for our live show so I could rip it off at the end. But we didn't reveal it was you and reveal it was me all. (laughs) (laughs) 
We should have done that. <laughs> Instead, we smashed a smashed a watermelon. Yeah, with a face. Drawn you wore on. the mask while you did it. There was no mask. <laughs> oh, you almost did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very yeah. nearly broke my spine <laughs> crushing that melon. Yeah. Jesus, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He what? ate it. We 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 are not professional showmen in any way. Uh, so. We got the idea to smash a watermelon from Lloyd Kaufman, Trauma Films. You know Trauma Films? No, I never heard of that. Oh, you need to get into Trauma Films, man. You like movies. You like uh, like these kind of things. Low budget, independent. Lloyd Kaufman, mm. a legend. Yeah. Lloyd Toxic Kaufman. Avenger. Class of Newcomb no. High. Never heard of any of these. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you just got yourself a oh watch God. list for tonight, son. Oh, hell yes. Go subscribe Good. to Trauma Now. Yeah, you get a month Lloyd, for free. Lloyd told us all about it, yeah. Wait, Trauma Films on, on YouTube? Watch.trauma.something. <laughs> now? Lloyd Coffin was uh, right, we're idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the chance to interview Lloyd Kaufman for uh, for a previous episode. But uh, more than that, like, like, yeah, it's that good B-movie, like, beautiful oh, trash. That shit. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. You got to send me, you got to send me a link to that or whatever after this. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to watch some trauma movies. Okay. And we're going to have you back on and we're going to do a pure trauma cast. Ooh. We're going to get your reactions, your, I'm your gonna analysis. Have, I'm going to have gonna come along. Uh, trauma matic disorder. <laughs> we haven't, we already have a title. We're not even on the episode yet. Is that what it is? What's his name? Trauma? Trauma. T-R-O-M-A. Yeah. I have post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen that on some of their advertising material. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah, that's definitely what I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Ian, we might have introduced uh, one of the latest uh, of Trauma's fast stable of uh, filmmakers. What do you think? What if Ben here, like, watches Trauma, gets into Trauma, and becomes a director for trauma. That like, would be super exciting. Then Lloyd what? would have to like eat his words. Like we may be two idiots with a chopstick, but we're two idiots with a chopstick who know a guy who's all right at making movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I want to be in life. All right, I'm way curious about this trauma stuff now. I'm going to have to look into this. James Gunn, you know James Gunn? I'm familiar with James Gunn. Came up in trauma. Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Oh, he came up with trauma? He came up in trauma. Like, trauma fostered him as a young filmmaker. Wow, I feel like I'm learning so much about this. So, it's just like a, what, like a studio that just produces independent films? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mostly Lloyd Kaufman directed, if I'm not mistaken, but plenty um, of other. Not mostly. Oh, really? He's, uh, I mean, he's he's done the big ones like uh, Toxic Avenger and Class of Newcomb High were like their big picture kind of. Uh, their blockbusters. Like yeah. But uh, they uh, do, do a lot of something. like independent directors. Um, I'm kind of curious, uh, just in general, uh, what have you guys been watching? Ooh, 
I rewatched like, Two Towers last to, night. What do I need to have? What do I need to have on my watch list? You rewatched Two Towers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that Lord of the Rings thing I told her was very real. <laughs> Wasn't quite made up. <laughs> but uh, fan favorite's been probably digging into the best shit. Uh, I mean, lately, not, not really. I've been watching like some old uh, Italian horror kind of stuff Ooh, like i watched the sect i've never heard of that i don't know how to pronounce the director's name it's mike michael sawavi sawavi it's dario argento presents oh okay okay i know that guy so it's it's a pretty good one it's a kind of like rosemary's baby vibes but uh, if Dario Argento pr- produced it, <laughs> okay, so even more blood, yeah, and like weird, <laughs> weird bugs and stuff, yeah. I'm into weird bugs <laughs> and like lots of interesting lighting, and the story doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> I'm into the. I like Italian movies, yeah. So that's like the most recent like one that I watched that I haven't seen before. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm purely personally in the nostalgia mode of it like i don't even want to see something new like don't give me anything new right now right i don't want novelty i want old comforts i'm so bad at that i i I hate watching things for nostalgic value okay i don't know why i just i don't like being sentimental about stuff (laughs) (laughs) i don't like feelings I just like to move on <laughs> to something new and better, <laughs> like constantly. I'm just like, I'm not going to rewatch Good Burger. It's a great movie, but I'm not going to need to rewatch that <laughs> right now. True. Well, yeah, you got to pick your got to pick your rewatches better than Good Burger. Yeah, you got to pick your rewatches. <laughs> no, I've been watching like all new stuff. Okay, I've been on fresh on hot new movies recently. Super fresh hot. Like, have you been? Did you have you forked over like twenty dollars for the? Uh, like Amazon instant videos of the. I did do that for one movie. What was that? I did. I did fork over the uh, the hot twenty to watch the new Invisible Man. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the one I would watch. That shit was worth it. I I did it because I knew it was probably going to be worth it because mm-hmm. it looked really like a good thriller, a good twist, and it was. It was good. It was spooky. Okay. Did the job. I it was, did the job. Uh, it did the job good. But you will never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Twenty dollars. I, mean, I guess I own it now it or something. A... What was that? I don't. I don't know how that works. I get like the early access thing. Did I just rent it or do I own it now? I think you rented it for twenty dollars. See, that's fucked that's, up. That's that's why I was just like, ah, oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I'd rather get it on DVD anyway. Right. Get the commentary. Do they still sell those the DVDs? Do they still sell the DVDs. Oh yeah, dude, they still DVD's still huge, man. Okay. DVD sales only started declining three years ago. Oh right. It wasn't a fact about DVD. <laughs> like you're just keeping track of it. You're like, this is like year three. I am, dude. I'm big DVD, man. <laughs> I'm huge on DVD. Not Blu-ray. No, fuck Blu-ray, dude. It's too slick. It's too slimy. <laughs> mm. You ever hold a Blu-ray? Oh, I did wait, watch a uh... it's too slick. <laughs> It's too a, slick, dude. <laughs> not watched that, a brand new VHS earlier this week as well. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Now that's a medium. Yeah. Some uh, Roger Corman shit. It was uh, The Watchers 3. It was 
pretty bad, <laughs> but it was a fun ride. But you got it on new VHS? Yeah. That's well, a lot. I mean, not new. It was like used, but uh, new to me. <laughs> I'm really into that. <laughs> oh, Ian Dixon has probably the largest VHS collection I've ever seen. Oh, he has a whole basement rack. Like, like it looks, it's like a mini like blockbuster full of esoteric wow, VHS. I, we need to hang out and I need Says to see Scott that. Krause, who has like 50 copies of Jerry Maguire on VHS. <laughs> what the fuck? That's all. That's all I have though. <laughs> no, come on. That's all I do I have. not have a million copies of Jerry Maguire. Please tell me that's a lie. I have 50. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know where they all that's are. too many, man. <laughs> They're all over the place. Um, I've got oh most gosh. of them on a bookshelf. I've got a few of them propping up my cat's um, food bowl because I hear cats like elevated food bowls. Um, and they like Jerry Maguire. Yeah. And there's a couple in my fridge. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I I don't know when or why I did that, but I haven't changed it. So, yeah, I, I got them all at a uh, Steve's liquor store in Hamtramck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying because they have DVD. They sell DVDs no. there. <laughs> like what? I was just walking in. Uh, it's just it's a Hamtramck liquor store. They sell bread and liquor, and uh, on the freezer <laughs> was like a six foot stack of VHSs of all sorts and um, a very prominent portion of this stack was 60 Jerry Maguire's 60 Jerry Maguire's yeah in pristine condition um unopened yeah unmolested oh wow the price tag said 1999 on them <laughs> for all of them no just like from when they were selling it at a blockbuster or something oh wow so I went to the guy. I was like, I got to buy these Jerry Maguire's. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. And uh, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll give you a good price for them. And uh, he looks it up and he sees that they're selling on uh, eBay. And he's like, oh, actually, though, um, I'm going to have to up that price. But I ended up getting them for like a buck a piece. And Damn, that's a good deal. It's a pretty good deal. They're Virgin Jerry's. Ben. Whoa. Um, I feel like I haven't tried it yet that I could sell them on eBay for $5 a pop, but I, I, I just can't part with them at all. I don't treat them with respect, I mean, but I can't part with them. I mean, they're kind of uh, essential Once to your you lifestyle. Them, you just feel powerful, don't you? I do feel powerful. Yeah, <laughs> you have something that nobody else has. Right? Like, I'm talking to some two genuine film nerds, and, like, my collection was mentioned, and everyone was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's some, like, show-stopping information, though. Yeah. I mean... That really is really impressive, man. My, I mean, my movie collection at home is total dog shit right now. I don't have any movies, but there's, like, a DVD store down the street from my apartment right now. All right. Genuine, genuine video rental store. Like a family video or some mom and pop? It's not. It's like a, yeah, it's like an indie store. It's uh, called Video Exclusive. It's in Dearborn. Shout out to Video Exclusive. This is my video exclusive promo during the podcast because it's amazing. They have so many DVD. They have so many Blu-ray. Not keen on the Blu-ray. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yo, video exclusive. 
check it out today. They got all your favorite DVDs. Um, except they didn't have a. Uh, they didn't have this one uh, filmmaker guy that I was looking for one time. But I've got some good picks from them. Oh, the music stopped yeah. really quickly. Is that because I was? Yeah. because I was like pulling back my statements a little bit. You started pulling back the. I started the pulling back, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, what?" Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, 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 no. I could. I'll, I'll do better next time. I'll do better next time. Okay. I don't know how promos work. You gotta, you gotta amp up, amp you up. You just promo. You gotta mention the pertinent details. The website. You can't say anything negative or like no downsides. You, you can say stuff negative, but you say it about like the idea of not following through with purchase competition or the competition you know yeah like you say oh you're gonna rent on amazon well you must be a filthy piece of shit because real people you must love fucking paying 20 dollars to rent an early access movie (laughs) on amazon you idiot you could have just gone to video exclusive where they have bootlegs (laughs) up the wazoo (laughs) oh all bootleg all day baby get a genuine reel from the movie theater you can just buy the reels. You can rent reels of film from a store. The fuck am I gonna do with this? You can appreciate it. Yeah. Why isn't it that? Why isn't that the case that like people keep reels of film, like of a, like a movie? Like I want to. I want like a reel of The Godfather. You know who has that anymore? Like I imagine like video houses. Where does that right? go? Like Fox might have something in the back. You can reproduce it. Get a master copy. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure people own that, but it's people like me who like have a bunch of useless shit that they don't really use a lot of the time. It's like a collector's item. Yeah. Like I would want to make like a like a reel of film jukebox. Kick it Fonzie <laughs> style. And then like a reel of film drops down and it projects onto the wall opposite. That would be pretty cool. That would be great. Right? It would just be hard to feed it through in a jukebox style. But I could see... Something like that could probably work if we like filmed it and edited it to make it look like you did that in real life. Yeah. That would be amazing. We could start a reality show. Ooh, we could make a reality (laughs) show. You see? I just brought that all the way back around. Nice. (laughs) See, I'm good at podcasting. Yeah. I can do this. And you did it like at an hour in. Which yeah. would be great for ending it. Could exactly. we tie into the Stephen King McDonald's? Hmm. Well, that's the movie that plays. Oh, boom. <laughs> that's fan favorite Ian Dixon right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Scott from the future. We had to take a little break at this point. But we got plenty of pod left for y'all. In the meantime, this is a good time to mention. Go check out Ben Arms' YouTube channel. Bendy Arms. Links in the comments. Plenty of vlogs, shorts, videos, and just greatness. Free to check out. Well, let's see what we're, we're up to after the break, huh? Let's check it out. I had to mute my mic because I've been told that I like piss really loud. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and and then like, you come back and that's the first thing you tell me. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Scott, wait, wait, Scott, wait. I have Dude, to mute I my mic important. because I piss so loud. Right? It's literally <laughs> been a thing since I was a child. People have told me that I piss really loud. Well, what do you do? Do you like aim right for like the center? I don't know. I think I just have a wide urethra. Oh, like firehouse style? 
Yeah, it's like really like it's just a <laughs> fucking like fire hose in the toilet, honestly. Okay, but do you get <laughs> <laughs> Do you get we're back in it, by the way. That was the uh, first in. thing I heard was fire hose in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben Arms, oh my God. <laughs> coming back onto the mic, unmuted it, told me that he did mute it because he didn't want to offend me with uh, his stream. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just loud. Yeah, you're a, you're a streamer. I'm a big streamer, dude. Big people streamer. always people go out of their way to let me know that when they hear me go to the bathroom. But have you ever gotten that accusation like uh, in like a woods streaming scenario? Like you're in the woods, you're pissing on a tree or a rock Mm -hmm. or a bed of leaves um, or a bush, possibly. (laughs) 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 Sorry. But, you know, not a not a deep bowl of water. Do you still get uh, the streamer accusations? Yeah, well, that's always how the cops find me. Oh, Boom. no, I've never been caught for that. I've never been caught for that. Never been caught. Always, even though it's even though always in the depths, <laughs> I always go. I always go deeper than necessary <laughs> just to avoid any possible like suspicion. You trespass more. <laughs> yeah, I go way deep and break the law further. Just just so nobody hears it. Just so nobody hears the stream. Because I'm so insecure about it. You're the kind of guy who gets into a fight, but then resolves, oh, I have to kill him now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've gone too far now. I've gone too far. I'm totally that type of person, though. I would absolutely do that. I'd be like, fuck it, fuck it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. (laughs) It's gone too far. No, there's, there's, there we go. There's a reality show. Like, uh, somehow set someone up so that everything they do seems to exacerbate a current scenario. Oh, like uncut gems. Maybe not like uh, murder, but maybe murder. Or maybe murder. Maybe murder. Maybe yeah. murder. That would make for a good movie, I guess, right? Because like violence, like people like watching that. Yeah. it's Yeah. Violence works better in movies than in TV, doesn't it? I don't know, man. Is that Game of Thrones uh, is super violent. It is. That's it, true. Probably better than reality TV, yeah. <laughs> Violent. Probably not. A, yeah. <laughs> Probably don't actually want to frame someone for murder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be a messed up reality show. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, we could just entrap them into murder. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like really paint a story that, like, their neighbor is, like, a mean person, you know? Mm-hmm. And how exactly do we do this, though? Like, how do you entrap somebody through a reality? Like, we come up with the idea... <laughs> We we pick a guy that we're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna frame this guy for murder in a reality show. He has no idea. <laughs> we like pitch him on a reality show that we're like, yeah, we just want to follow your life. We think you're really interesting, but we have our ulterior motives because we know what we want to do. Yeah. Well, so we frame him for murder in real life. <laughs> well, maybe not a real murder, but he thinks it's a real murder, like Truman Show style. All right, but that's not how my brain works, though. I'm thinking we're really going to murder somebody. <laughs> like, okay, okay, so now we got to figure out how to murder somebody. Ben, yeah, this is why you're an editor, not a producer. <laughs> uh, that's true, that's true. You need, a, you, going too deep. you need at least co-producers to draw the appropriate lines, I feel. Just just in case. We don't want to. Yeah, 
Well, how does the show end like that, though? Because, like, is he going to find out eventually that we did it? It's obviously the big reveal. (laughs) That's going to be so, like, psychologically scarring for that guy for the rest of his life. It would be great TV. It would be great. No one would be able to stop watching. (laughs) Like, if you're not watching that show, you're stupid. Yeah, everyone would talk about that. Like, you see the show where this guy's getting framed for murder. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, everyone immediately is turning it on. Oh, yeah, dude. That's how we bring back uh, regular, uh, like, satellite TV. We, like, sell that idea to, like, uh, MTV or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, tune in every Thursday at 8 for f- Framed for Murder. <laughs> right after Teen Mom. Right after Teen Mom. <laughs> New Framed for Murder. Josh was living a regular life until he got framed for murder. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know we hire stump double to fall off that building <laughs> well, so it's in the show like the show is about us framing this guy for murder <laughs> so like we're talking through the audience we're talking to the audience through this whole situation <laughs> we're like and then we pretended to dump this guy off a building and we attached a note to him <laughs> said Joe did it <laughs> Our our resident psychologist says he is in some fucked up territory right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, we could, uh, what we could do is have auditions for the Hamtramck Avengers. Oh. And then somebody gets a little too rough with the dumpster tackles. And (laughs) oh my God, Jerry, the stunt double is fucking dead. Oh. <laughs> Wait, a Hamtramck Avengers. So we set up like a fake audition for a movie. I mean, it could be a real audition. We could also make the movie. Let's do two we shows. We could also do that movie because we've spent a lot of Godcast time setting up uh, plot lines for that. Yeah, for Hamtramck <laughs> Avengers. Yes. <laughs> so what happens in that? Like what? What? <laughs> um, who are the Hamtramck Avengers? Yeah, maybe we should have like a we. Sh- I should make like an introductory, like quick hour crash Scott Cast crash course for uh for 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 new for new entrants in the Scott Cast world. But uh, yeah, but Hamtramck Avengers. Uh, long story short, long story real short, because I really like this uh, conceit we're developing. Uh, they from a real story. They really exist, as far as I know. They tackle petty crime, petty criminals against dumpsters in Hamtramck, like 1923 <laughs> Cafe 1923. They'll, they'll tackle perps against that dumpster. And they are the resident crime team vigilante. We've got some pod comics out now, podcast comics. Well, we got one and we're developing a second one. Anyway, <clears throat> it's basically uh, our excuse to steal as much from the Avengers universe as possible. But these people are real people. Like, this really happened? The dumpster of vigilantism did. A petty criminal definitely got tackled against a dumpster. And then we uh, extrapolated on that. Well, I think that sounds like a... a, You know, if we're already going to go through the trouble of making that movie too, Mm. just to do this reality show thing then we might as well just make a second reality show out of the making of that movie about the guy that we're making a reality show about that we framed. 
like an entire media empire based yeah. off of this like chance occurrence <laughs> based off of this one idea where we're trying to psychologically terrorize this guy oh yeah that's the that's the ball keep the eye on the ball <laughs> yeah there just happens to be a lot of different properties that spin off of that one idea yeah. i mean come on let's be real we're to do this we're gonna have to generate income we're gonna have to throw some projects out there to get some ticket sales uh and that's the only way we know how to make anything is just make frivolous content (laughs) and this is just an excuse to charge for it yeah we're certainly uh familiar with frivolous content so if we can take this frivolous content build it up into like actual premises like we're framing a man for murder and telling everyone about it it seems to all be playing into my plan i mean it sounds like it's built for a reality show perfectly frivolous but at the same time completely uh i don't know odd i think also like uh if we were to go a second season that the the parking situation in hamtramck (laughs) is like a pretty good motivational uh tool like you get the the people with the the parking chairs and whatnot or like the little crates milk crates Trying to reserve their spaces like they they cleared them themselves when, you know, you you shoveled that spot. That's your spot. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're talking about. (laughs) This is a winter film. (laughs) This is a winter film. (laughs) This is for a Christmas audience. (laughs) This is the Christmas special as we beat the shit out of people reserving spots. Oh, no, stealing reserved spots. Or both. (laughs) <laughs> we just beat the yeah. shit out of people in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's the re- that's the other reality show. That's the third spinoff. Yeah. Did I tell you that I found a uh, a vampire film that features our mayor? What the mayor of Hamtramck herself, Karen Majewski? Yes, Karen Majewski. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. The woman who performed my wedding ceremony is in a schlocky ass vampire movie. How did that? That's how did you not know that? that I only recently discovered it when I found the movie at a uh, thrift store. So you just were watching the movie, and then it was the person who married you. I well, let me talk about the packaging. I guess. Um. So I don't know how how. Frequently, you go to thrift stores, but I mean, there's like a—you have to have your scanning eyes on, right? You're you're scanning. You're not looking at every little individual thing, but certain things catch your eye. You're foraging. Yeah. So, uh, the side of the DVD says, "Vampire babes." The vampire bitches <laughs> and after the blood rush. And this is this is this kindly sweet mayor. Yeah. Uh so Mayor Mayevsky is in after the blood rush, not the vampire bitches. Oh. That would have been good. But I'm almost uh, disappointed at this point. Like the mayor's not yeah, in vampire I mean, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's on the the double feature Vampire Babes DVD. And the Hamtramck mayor is in this as a vampire? Is she, a babe? she is playing herself as the mayor. Oh. Um, of Hamtramck. Yes. 
it takes place in Detroit. So it's uh, oh, it's amazing. Did you know they made a documentary about Hamtramck? I did. I hear it's uh, gotten pretty good reviews. I haven't been able to watch it just yet. It was supposed to premiere at South by Southwest, but it got canceled. Right, that got canceled. Yeah. So okay. it's, wow, who's making a like? It was funny because. I was supposed to go to South by and I was looking at, I'm like, Oh shit. Oh, there's a movie called Hamtramck. And I went and looked at it and nothing about the movie description at all said that it was about Hamtramck, Michigan. I mean, where else would it be about if it's called Hamtramck, you know, right? (laughs) but nothing in the description of the movie indicated that this was taking place in Michigan at all. And I actually had to go and Google search it. And it took me way too long to find out that this movie is a documentary about Hamtramck, Michigan. So there's like no, <clears throat> there's like no tagline or anything for the movie. Like it just, it's just called Hamtramck. Well, they have it's like Hamtramck some, USA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And it's like the description of the movie. I don't remember. It was kind of, it was sort of pithy, but it, it like just didn't mention Michigan at all. And I kind of just like got offended at the fact that I couldn't easily just search or that it wasn't information that was like, right. Cause no one looking at that would be like, Oh yeah, that's Hamtramck in Michigan. Do you think it's going to be like a like a like a takedown film? Like like this whole time they were like posing that it was like going to be a nice view of Hamtramck, but like they're trying to hide it away from everybody now. Like I hope not. I don't remember what it was supposed to be about. I, don't think, I think it's. Was. I think it's pretty uh, positive. It's like about our our diversity, and I think that's an important message right now. Like if you think about it, we're like the most uh what's the word we have like the the densest population concentration in wayne county which is like the densest population within the state of michigan so in like this pandemic kind of fervor we're ground zero in the the region i suppose um wow i had no idea (laughs) but uh yeah, like the with the the diversity in the community, it's 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 kind of amazing that we're we get along so well, right? Hamtramck is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the world in two point two square miles. I love the shit. I've I've had so many <laughs> amazing experiences in Hamtramck. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's my favorite place I've ever lived by far. I would totally move there. You should. You'd be part. You'd be in Sunnyham Tramick, under the Scottcast wing. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Scottcast wing it exists in Ham Tramick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, but dude, like uh, Vidlings and Tapeheads. Either you guys been to that before? What's that? That's a uh, like a weird uh, alternative narrative uh, film festival that's been taking place at the Planet Ant Theater. For the past uh, three or four years now. Oh, okay. It is the dopest. Like, I've been to a lot of film festivals in Michigan, and Vidlings is by far like my favorite, just in terms of they show so much crazy weird shit. Like, the guys that run it are really cool, and they were independent filmmakers back in the day. And so they're just really hugely appreciative of just weird stuff. You know what I mean? Like, just. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not your typical are... sort of uh, film festival. Yeah. When is it usually? 
It's usually in the summer. Okay. I'm not really sure how all this stuff is going to affect it, but this would be, I think it's fourth year. Uh, so it's been going on like as long as planted. And it's been, been had that building or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know how long they've had that. I know that I, I uh, was in the festival in its first year, but that was the first time I ever like was in that theater or saw anything. So, oh, okay. But yeah, dude, there's that man. I mean, dude, the film lab, bro. Oh, yeah. That's Hell another yeah. thing that I was like, oh, I'm so excited to try that out. But I kind of put it off. Oh, my I'm God, like, Damn dude. It. The film lab is where it's at. What's it like there? Like, like I looked it up and like they brought me to a menu with like all these hors d'oeuvres or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do like little snacks and stuff yeah, like that. It's but like, it, um, I mean, it's like a block away from my house. <laughs> It's oh nice. It's like uh, just a nice little bar. It's like classy. It's got kind of a is that a, like a fifties vibe? Sort of like a with the yeah, furniture it feels very, and whatnot. Feels very classic. Yeah, and it's it just, feels like you're in like an old timey movie theater almost. Yeah, it's just got the one screen, and they do all sorts of great shit. We went and watched um, oh what the hell was that? It was it was with the Dolomite guy. But it wasn't Dolomite. It was uh, Petey Wheatstraw. We went and saw Petey Wheatstraw up there. <laughs> and it was a good time. Yeah, they yeah, I'm in love with that spot. Lots of great art films. Classic uh, kind of um, exploitation. <laughs> but good times. I saw, uh, I saw Uncut Gems there the last time I was there a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I saw it. And that was like a great experience to see that. And like, I like that they, I like that they will play some, some more popular movies too. And it's like, if I can get a chance to go there to see it, it just makes the experience so much better. I did not yeah. even know that they did that. Ah, I need to get on my, like, I need to get on a mailing list. You need to get list. on that, man. You need to get on it. I need to get on it, man. You need to get on it, man. Man, I, man, I need, I need to get on it, man. Hey, get on it, yeah, man. I'm going to get on it, dude. <laughs> Man, dude, just get on it. I'm gonna get it. Just seriously, get on you it. You think I can get on it? I wish you would get on it. If I if if I was on it, I I feel like I'd I'd be there. I'd be on it. I wish you'd stop being off <laughs> and get on it. Should have done been on it. Should have done been on it. Yeah. You should have done been on it. <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> you want to do me in the film lab, you freak? Oh my god. It's like, oh. <laughs> I've still got my uh my copies of our Jurassic Park fanfic over here. I've been taking work notes on the back of them. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, Scott was telling me a little bit about this. You guys did your own, you're just reading Jurassic Park fanfic? Or We're this reading is other made? people's creations. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I found but. I found a website that uh, that sorts fanfiction by, like, you just pick a couple characters. And so, okay, I was like, let's get some fanfiction from Jurassic Park, read it out loud, get everybody's mind off things. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Here's Alan and Ian, you know, Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm. That's a great, that'll be a great story. It's the two big stars. And it's very uh, erotic, it turns out. 
they have sex. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's all it is. I thought that like if they would like get passed in onto dinosaurs, but well, Alan Grant kind of like weighs his morals about having children with what's her face, uh, but then eventually succumbs to the the undeniable sexuality of uh, Ian Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have sex in the ford explorer yeah right outside the That's t-rex hot. paddock i'm into that <laughs> i would definitely read that <laughs> that sounds great i'm kind of surprised that it wasn't about them having sex with the dinosaurs. Oh, that was the next story. There was another one. Oh, that was, oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was expecting you to say first. I was like, you're like, no, Ian and uh, fucking Malcolm. Or wait, what are their names again? Alan and Malcolm? Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know the names from Jurassic Park. Grant and Malcolm. Uh, Ian Malcolm. Grant. Alan Grant. <laughs> I was going to say Alan Malcolm. Alan Malcolm. Well, now they are. No, that's that's cool that they're that's cool that uh, they do that and have sex with the dinosaurs too, though. Yeah. Do they eat the dinosaur poop? I feel like people have a fetish for stuff like that. You know, I only picked two stories, <laughs> <laughs> but there are plenty on there, and I I think I'm maybe if I relaxed my safe search a little bit, maybe we could get to that. <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. Let's relax the Let's safe relax search. The safe search. <laughs> relax the safe search. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right? That's another episode title. Relax the safe search. <laughs> relax the safe search. <laughs> that's just a... Yeah, that's good. Just, that, that implies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that implies a lot about your search history. <laughs> How you view search and the spectrum of what you search for. Whoa, deep. Yeah. What was that, like a bass drop or something? <laughs> I don't know. I just picked, <laughs> picked a random one at that time. I think I was hoping for applause. Uh, let's see. Is that just you clapping? Well, it was a sound effect. I guess it sounded, <laughs> it sounded like, like it sounded like it was just you doing that. Clap. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, now that you mention it, that one I could just do on my own. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. 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 Here's what I'm going to do. You tell me sound effect or real. Oh, it's a game show now. Okay. Yeah. There like we go. A, yeah. All right. All right. I'm ready. Okay. I need to get my. Uh... Well, we already heard what the sound effect sounded like. Okay. Well, let's see. Can you recreate it? That's real. Oh, damn it. That's totally real. Okay. <laughs> It's close though. Uh, how about this? <laughs> okay, everyone. Okay, Ben, close your eyes. Okay. Mm. They're closed. Okay, listen. Mm. <laughs> this is a dumb story. Uh, <laughs> Should my eyes still be closed? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ooh, I actually, that was, that was hard to tell. I'm going to say. That that was probably real. You got it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, leveled <up. laughs> I leveled up by guessing if it was a real human or a robot class. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's you leveled up to winning the game. 
Because there's no other sound effects that I can just do. Only clapping. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is where the podcast gets exciting, Ben. Well, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were talking about like interplanetary stuff earlier, like Mars we and oh, whatnot. Yeah, about Mars being an internet router. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big news. And Scott, you sent me some things about Uranus earlier. Yeah. I don't well, know if you want to expand what, what expand happened? upon Uranus or what whatever. Well, I didn't say it was my anus. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I was just I was looking for an opening and I found Uranus. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well Damn, what I was trying to say is Uranus is leaking gas. Obviously. NASA. <laughs> NASA found out. NASA knows, Ian, that Uranus is leaking gas. Yeah. Now, I have a question mm-hmm. about this news story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this real news? It is real news. You can Google it. Uh, Timestamp today. Uranus is leaking gas. NASA find it, scientists find. And it, this is a real article? It's a real article with Ian Dixon's face on it. <laughs> nice I like that yeah. <laughs> I was actually like ready for that to be a real story that was just like buried underneath a sea of other news no it really was a real story though it didn't, it didn't have Ian's picture but Uranus oh. Uranus Uranus as the scientists say is leaking uh, a gaseous thing into the atmosphere so it finally happened. It finally happened. Uranus is leaking gas. Is this a problem for us? Should we be worried about Uranus leaking gas? Yeah, that's the thing to be worried about right now. Oh, we're getting a, a Kevin Smith exposure right here. Hold on. Oh, okay. A Kevin Smith exposure. Yeah, it is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the confirmation. <laughs> A Kevin's the one. A Kevin Smith uh, exposure, Ben Arms, is when someone smokes marijuana and then blows it into the microphone. Oh, because he does that to start every one of his podcasts. Oh, okay, yeah, dude. It's like obviously that. not me because I warned you. <laughs> yeah, it as, as it was occurring, but continue. Sorry. No, this is good. I'm glad I'm getting to learn all these things. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm ever going to return and be a guest, I, I need to, like, know my shit better. That's true. Like, like eventually, like, we'll get to an episode where it's just, like, a solid hour of, like, a perfect 60-minute episode of pure callback. Just... <laughs> is that what you strive for? Is that what we're striving for? So we could just have constant callbacks? Yeah, it's back We've to the had loop a lot theory. this episode, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. We just had to explain them all. <laughs> 25% of the content is explaining the callback. <laughs> but like if I came back on as a guest, I could have my own callbacks from this episode. That's Hell right. Yeah, you could. The McDonald's. Which would be a lot, including the callbacks that you've already clued me in on. Yeah. Yes. Stephen came... A- McDonald's is like King all McDonald's you for sure. Yeah, definitely. That would be that would be a strong callback. I, I got to remember that. Each pod, <laughs> the percentage of callback doubles. 
Damn, that's exponential. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a podcast where half of it is callbacks. And the next day, <laughs> the next episode is going to be all callbacks. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, how many episodes of this have you guys done? We're closing in on 100. This is, 90, this is what, 97? This is 96, I think. Jesus Wow. Christ. I'm honored. To be a part of like a legacy like this. This is like, <laughs> yeah, took us a long time to get to this point, but I couldn't be happier to be here. Perfect fit. That's what she so says. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it just cuts out really quick and sharp. Like it doesn't, there's no like resolution to it at all. <laughs> because it's just a feeling, you know, it's. Yeah, you just get that vibe immediately. You just look into the mic and you're like... Just shaking your head slowly. (laughs) I had a little resolution. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. That's the kind of resolution I can appreciate. Because it goes full in. goes full in. You know? It just goes full in for that. Yeah. You know what it's about. No words have to be... You know what it's about. It's about... You know, get Ben done on it. Yeah, that that would be another callback too. I got to remember that one. The get Ben done on it. Yeah, callback to like ten minutes ago. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on the ball. Hey, I'm new. I'm new. That's good. I don't know how. I don't know how close I should wait for a callback no, to that's, resurface. That's beautiful. <laughs> if, if the tide is rushing back in, I got to catch the wave. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah. If the callback tide is calling me, I got to sail out. Sail out, sailor. Sail out. <laughs> so I think it's the time of the pod. Uh, maybe not the end of the night. We'll see. But it's the time of the pod. We got to ask ourselves, what did we learn today? And we're going to do it at the beach. Hmm. This is like a moment of like meditation or reflection or something. Yeah, it's it's literally a moment where we literally call back immediately everything in the episode. Yeah, try to remember what we talked about. Well, <laughs> if any lessons we learned, I learned, I learned uh, mere moments ago that I could make a callback at any point that I want to, including now. Me calling back to the to me deciding to call back to something that happened like 10 minutes earlier. That's a nested callback. This guy's like Anakin Skywalker of callbacks. <laughs> like, like we found Ben Arms as an orphan in some <laughs> desert town. <laughs> and like we put this machine up to him. It's measuring his callback metachlorians and they're just off the fucking charts. This dude. I was, I was, uh, I was made. That was made, not created. Yeah. The force begot you, the callback force. I thought we ran out of the beach for a second there. No. Nah, oh, it was just quiet for a second. Yeah, the tide pulled back. beach. It's nice here, isn't it, though? I somehow feel better. Yeah. So there's there's power in the callback. It's We should all reflect on our lives, right? Yeah. Because it's and we should uh, should subscribe to Troma now and 
watch the Toxic Avenger and uh, bask in the glory of the head crushing and think about what sort of sacrifices he and Dixon made on that stage that fateful day at Trauma Dance Detroit mm. to uh, try and replicate some head crushing for all the fans of Scott Cast. Even if he didn't succeed, he uh, he made a valiant effort to, to crush that melon. Oh, so that's what you were doing when you <laughs> hurt yourself crushing the melon. Yes. I gotta watch this movie. Toxic Avengers. Or just Toxic Avenger. The Toxic Avenger. There's like five or six of them. The original was the best. Just stick with that one, probably. Okay. Oh, thank God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I got worried there for a second. Every time that happens, I'm like, is this going to be a tsunami? Because, like, the tide pulls back so far. Like, the ocean's gone. So if you stop hearing the ocean, like, when you're by the ocean, you might be getting hit by the ocean pretty soon. There's always that possibility. We learned that uh, reality shows are probably the biggest talent we have, at least conceptually. Like the first concept of reality shows. I feel like this trio, I feel like we were on some sort of genius role at the beginning of this episode that uh, if a real TV producer was watching it, like trying to find a way to spend money. Uh, I, think, I think he'd found what to take. Seems like we have oh, some ideas here. Money. Yeah. We can definitely spend that money. We, we'll find a way to spend the money. I think we're all on the same page because we're all under the same understanding that a reality show can essentially just be whatever we want it to be. We just have to document it. <laughs> yeah, it's just an excuse to get an ass ton of footage to keep Ben happy. To keep me happy, yeah. to keep me satisfied. You're like, a, like, I, like I'm a podcasting beast. You're a footage beast. You need to be fed yeah. footage. Right, exactly. I need to consume it actively. You need to process Otherwise it. Otherwise I start to get cranky. Yeah. What's my role in this? You're like the audio beast and Ben's the the video beast. Oh, you're the esoteric like beast. The, yeah, I'm like the... Uh, you're the host. <laughs> <laughs> you're the host of Skycast. I can see that. I can see that work. <laughs> I could see you hosting the reality show about the guy that we framed for murder. I feel like you have a really great voice for that. <laughs> like, it's just you talking about all the steps that we went through. I could see this guy that. For I don't know if I would want that for myself, but I could see that. You, know, you don't ever have to be on camera if you don't want people to know that it's you. Audio but we just only. use your voice over. Yeah, yeah. just use yeah. your audio from the podcast <laughs> to, narrate, to narrate the reality show as it goes on. And it's just footage and us just like running around wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> Torturing some person. Oh, and a little idea. Would you get hit by a wave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hit my toes, man. <laughs> uh, second season of that show, because obviously we're going to get one. Mm-hmm. We do the same concept, but to a celebrity. Oh, like Brendan Fraser. 
Why do I frame Brandon Fraser? <laughs> it was the first guy I thought of. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing about Brandon Fraser at Ghostlight where like we were trying to get headshots of him to put behind the bar for some reason? <laughs> oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to promote Brendan Fraser more. Yeah. <laughs> the zeitgeist. I want people to be more bigger fans of Brendan Fraser. I agree. I, I'm with you on that. People should be bigger fans of Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I think this framing him for murder and filming it could be the key <laughs> to revive his whole career. Yeah. We have to inflate his career first. Let's get headshots behind every bar yep. in the Detroit metro area. And then when it doesn't work, he snaps. <laughs> then we frame him for murder. Yes. Yeah. His manager, his manager comes up to him in one of the episodes and is like, wow, your DVD sales are surging in Southeast Detroit right now. <laughs> I think we should go there and see what's going on with this Frage craze. <laughs> Frage Fest is in, in, in the fall. Frage Fest is coming to uh, Ham Traffic this year. We should go. Yeah. It's about you. <laughs> Frage Fest. I would go to Frage Fest. I would fucking go to that so hard, dude. You have no idea. <laughs> no one would go to dude, it. Dude, I, I would totally. They got to do it at the film lab. <laughs> Fresh fest. Here we go. All weekend long. It's like monkey bone marathon. It's all they show. <laughs> yeah. And crash. Okay. <laughs> the mummy three. The mummy three. <laughs> crash. Uh uh Dudley Do Rat. <laughs> Tarzan. And Tarzan. Oh, that's such a good one. Dude was on fire for man. a while. He was hot fire, man. He was what the fuck it was. If you weren't Brendan Fraser, you were fucking nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like Brendan Fraser at his cockiest, like at the top of the heap? <laughs> like fronting on like Tom Cruise and shit. <laughs> yeah, like what is just like super just ego driven? <laughs> Just doesn't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> Halle Berry's like hitting on him and he's like, get out of here. <laughs> I can get girls like you for breakfast. <laughs> he's wearing the Mountie suit from WD, right? <laughs> Just out. <laughs> Just casually. Standing in line at a grocery store. <laughs> And then Brendan Fraser shows up to Frage Fest and he's just like, these people get it. <laughs> We're all cosplaying as him. Yeah, all wearing Brendan Fraser costumes. You're wearing this like a fake skin mask of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, man. like I'm latter day Brendan hold on, Fraser. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I got season three of our reality show. Oh, yes. Brendan like Fraser shows up to Frage Fest. It's uh, fucking Fraser, like the show with what's his name that was in Cheers. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, damn, what is Kelsey it? Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer, Fraser Fest. Oh, no. Brendan <laughs> Fraser becomes uh, irate. He is <laughs> the premier Fraser. Um, hell ensues. 
Oh, like we don't even have to frame them. <laughs> that is the best idea I've ever heard, honestly. Brendan Fraser shows up to Frage Fest thinking it's a film festival dedicated to him. Turns out it's just a Frasier marathon that people are showing up to and doing live. And he gets angry at Frage Fest because he misunderstands the concept. <laughs> Well, so Kelsey Grammer will be there. I was going to say, like, it would make sense for Kelsey Grammer That's to be the, there. So that way, the season finale is Kelsey Grammer and Brendan Fraser have a fight to the death. But what's the rest of the season? Sounds like the end of the episode. Kelsey Grammer comes out from behind a curtain, and Brendan Fraser finally has an outlet for his frustrations. And they fight to the death like, in front of all these people with Fra- episodes of Fraser being projected on them as they're like beating the shit out of each other. The final scene is like they're both dying, like in each other's hands, but like they're happy because they know how many people are going to see this. And like they're both <laughs> choking each other and smiling and dead. <laughs> and, then, and then, well, then what happens the rest of the season? <laughs> Is that it? It's just us answering allegations. <laughs> yeah, it's just the court cases that ensue after three seasons of this show. <laughs> So you guys started off framing a guy for murder and making a whole reality show about it. And now two of our most beloved entertainers in America are dead. (laughs) You killed Frazier and Frazier. It's like super serious. Like every episode is like intense court drama, and we're answering for all this shit we did. <laughs> we both end up, we all end up in jail. One of us ends up killing yeah. ourselves. <laughs> that would definitely be me because I'm like full committed. I'm like super committed. I'm like, I'm not going out like this now. I go deep in the woods to take a piss and never come back. <laughs> you periscope the whole thing. Yeah, just for the extra views. All right. So I guess that's what we learned today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot we were doing that part. I forgot we were doing that. We're on the beach of learning. I forgot we were on the beach. That's why that's it was like so a much more. 20 minute summary that just went off into kind of tangent yeah. world. Yeah. Was, that's all right. I love it. That was great. <laughs> this was very freeing. This is a very freeing platform. Yeah. I see why you guys have been doing this for almost 100 episodes now. <laughs> it's the world's most cathartic media experience. For a list of, like a dick. For, for a dick? No, it's also also that. Super cathartic if you're a dick. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear where the conversation was going. <laughs> wow. But yeah, okay, let's sum this bitch up and uh, we'll talk a bit afterwards. Let's see how we're going to okay. go. So, all right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Subscribe and stuff. Download it a few times to make us feel good because we count downloads.
That's our promotion. You should probably give like a website where they can download things. Yeah. The Scottcast.com. That's it. That's the one. Thescottcast.com. I made it myself. On Squarespace? No, on WordPress. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's nice. You can buy a t shirt there and listen to a, a podcast. You know, I've taken real pride in being able to wear my Hamtramck Avengers t-shirt to work while I've been working remotely. <laughs> oh, because like you can't bring that to the kids. Because I, uh, I can't negatively influence the children I'm seeing uh, over the phone with the things I'm wearing. Yeah, I feel so. like some episodes of ScottCast would not go well. Yeah. At a review board. This one probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't I don't think anybody would, would uh they would be skeptical. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with releasing this under my banner. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> is this not a usual podcast? Huh? I mean this is pretty oh, typical. Is, I just yeah. like I try and keep my my work in the pod separate because um, yeah, different worlds. Yeah, like it was a big moment when like I let my mom listen to this. <laughs> that, was, that was a big trust trust olive branch, basically. Mm-hmm. With like, I say stupid things, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> how, how many episodes deep were you before you showed her? I think she started listening around like. 50 or something like that. Oh, yeah. But, so but she was on a like, few before. You're, you're, she was on a few? Yeah. Like I would do like a podcast just with her and stuff like that. We talk about a movie. Very free for a podcast. Oh, this is Scottcast. Dude, I love this. I've had so much fun with you guys tonight. Right? You can come on anytime, man. This was a great distraction from my reality. That's what I've been doing for the past hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly. Yeah, because like it lives on even after the podcast. It's like I'm editing it. I'm still in that pod space, you know. I release it. I'm just checking it out. I've basically, basically been in this weird podcast fantasy world for the past like two years. Yeah, that's I appreciate show, us doing this on like Friday evenings. And that's like my end of the week kind of wind down and get out any emotions that might be boiling up inside me. Yeah. That's how it works. That is super cathartic. It's almost like a, like a little weird therapy session. Yeah. You can just like say whatever you want and there's no real rhyme or reason to it. That's how I love my podcasts. It's like a therapy well, session you're welcome. without the good <laughs> advice. <laughs> which is strange because i'm actually a licensed therapist yeah but you're not working so i am not working right now off hours, off hours. yeah if you start like giving advice like i'm gonna be getting bills in the mail i can't be having that <laughs> you should not be paying any attention to advice i give right now hell yeah that's where i want you <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's wrap this bitch up real quick. Thank you all for listening to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Oh, hell, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. There we go. Ben, you need to learn this. Praise Scottcast. What do you say? I said praise Scottcast. That's pretty good. Ooh. I'm just going to throw something different in the mix. Okay. 
I'll keep. Oh, okay. Let's do that. Let's let's do a train of that. Uh, I'll have Scott cast. Glory be to Scott cast. Praise Scott cast. Nice. See you later, Scott Castigators. Oh, I bid thee adieu. That's oh uh, yeah. yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, fading out. Everyone loves a fade out when applied in post. Oh yeah. Oh, fading out. Wow. Live fade out. Live fade out. Ooh.